Alright, I got it. You ready? Yo, Krubies, welcome back. I am Josh, and I am joined once again by Erica from the Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming. Stellar job. Hello, hello. I did it. I did it. This is another ranking episode. We are going to rank our favorite, or maybe not so favorite, I don't know, Evil Dead movies from worst to best in our humble opinions. I'm ready for this. How how's the list? I mean, is it set in stone? Is it written? Is it done? Do you have anything flopping around? I shouldn't say that sounds rude. Do you have anything flopping around? Do you have <laughs> any spots interchanging? No, that sounds better. <laughs> no, this is my solid list. I'm glad we've recorded like hours and hours together because this is like our first ever recorded. Be very awkward. It would be, but. Yeah. We're past all that. <laughs> Funny story. I have a ton of them. I, so, <laughs> what an idiot. I used to, I used to do those cocktail episodes. You were on one. Yep. And we did one with, well, I did one with one of our patrons, Ashley. She is also Floridian. And um, you've probably listened to it or seen it, but nonetheless, I did one with her. And we got on here and we, again, we had never spoken in person. I, we log into Zoom, hit record, boom, we go. And like, I see her like talking to somebody off to the side of the camera and I'm like, what's going on? She's like, it's my husband. He just wanted to look at the screen and make sure you weren't some pervert. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. Imagine. You do, you do have stories, man. Ima- you do. Imagine now the first thing out of my mouth, we, hey, I'm Josh, HMC. You have anything flopping what's around? Flopping around. <laughs> that would have been amazingly bad timing though. If you had, I would have left it in too, because I'm one, not too lazy to edit it. I'll edit it out. I mean, I don't mind editing it out, but it's funny. Come on. You got to laugh, it right? It is. Life is about laughter. We can't laugh. It's no fun. That's true. Mark used to make fun of me because I said that the HMC was a comedy podcast disguised as a horror podcast. And he said, I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. You're right, though. It is because I end up laughing so much more. That even if you do a movie I've never watched, I'll listen anyway, because I just want to laugh. Thank you. So. Thank you. Well, laughter cures almost everything, except herpes. It doesn't That's cure that true. shit. That's rough. No. Uh, is it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I don't know either. Visually, it looks rough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great wow, start. Wow, this is terrible. Anyway, so did you watch... Every one of these, or did you just pick and choose which one you watched for this ranking? Walk me through what happened. I watched every single one. Ouch. No, it was good, except for one. Okay, okay. Well, I would imagine it's probably your number five if I had to guess, but... If you had to guess... You win a prize. So I, I would love a prize. So we like could not get away from the Evil Dead forever. Like We went on a couple different podcasts and talked about it. I think when I say we, I think the HMC podcast only did one other podcast. Then I went on another one and vice versa. We had people on ours, but like forever we could not get away from this series. And I had never really, I think I had watched the first one. And then of course I'd watched the remake and evil dead rise obviously wasn't out yet. So, um, I think I didn't, have a lot of respect for the evil dead it's not that i didn't like it i didn't have anything against it but i watched it all in like a condensed time period okay and i had watched evil dead the remake first so i kind of had that going into it so then having watched all the evil dead movies previously um for those other episodes i didn't really have a lot of respect for it. I feel like, so I went back and I did watch Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. I did not watch Army of Darkness. Uh, Then I did watch the remake and then I saw Evil Dead Rise in theaters. So I've seen all of them recently except for Army of Darkness. And I think I found a new respect for the franchise as a whole. So wait, you you watched the remake before all of them. That was the the first... The first ever... Ever, um, okay exposure to evil dead that I had ever had was the remake with Jane Levy, Fetty Alvarez, 2013, I believe, but I'm screw that up frequently. I, I think you're right. Um, my first exposure to evil dead 
was the first, the original when I was a kid. We would have um, sleepovers like uh, the cousins. We were all the same age and we would have sleepovers, go to Blockbuster, rent movies. Okay. Back in the day. And one of them was Evil Dead. One of the times. And that movie scared the shit out of me back then because like the girl in the basement when you're seven years old is like, what is that? That's really terrifying. And, you know, the demonic voices. I watched part two, I think once, because honestly, when I rewatched it, I'm like, I really don't remember this or it just got deleted from my mind. Yeah. Army of Darkness, I have seen a couple of times. I did watch. I watched the remake in theaters. Wow. When it came out. And I remember not thinking much about it at the time. So I'm glad I got to give that a rewatch. And then obviously... Evil Dead Rise is out now. It is. And I also now watching it in sequential order somewhat. Um, I enjoyed the series, except for one, like I said. But <laughs> overall, I I like it. But I'd rather save it for when we get to the specific movies. Yeah, got it. Understood. Understood. Um, yep. It sounds like we have a pretty similar exposure to it. I mean, like I said, I had watched the remake first. And that set the tone for what I was expecting the rest of it to be. And I honestly, I always remember that like iconic Kate, the movie case, the movie cover, the poster of the arm Mm -hmm. coming out of the ground and you see it everywhere, right? Like I think people have like tattoos of it. And, Mm -hmm. but I had always remember everybody saying that it was like goofy and it's, et cetera. I just, for whatever reason, I just avoided it. Um, It had never like hit my radar. And then of course we needed to do, an episode, so I did not see the Evil Dead remake in theaters. I really didn't have any desire to see it because I was thinking it was going to be of what the other ones were that I just really have, didn't have any interest in. So having watched the remake and really enjoying it, um, I went back and watched the originals, which they're two completely separate entities, two completely separate directions. Um, so I was expecting what I because again, I love the the remake. I love it. It's a great movie. It's acted, directed, everything. The score, this everything is perfect with that movie. So I go back, and then again, I'm get thrust immediately into the first one, which is low budget. They didn't have enough money to finish it. Like they were going around begging for money to even finish the movie. Which again, we'll get to all the specifics of it when we get to the movies. But so I went from this movie to like way down here in quality and, and, and everything. Right. I think it may have been Sam Raimi's first movie or whatever. Definitely Bruce Campbell's, but it's like, it wasn't fair to the franchise the way I, and then I immediately recorded episodes. So there's like all, all these episodes of me talking shit about the evil dead. Right. So now I'm sitting here, I'm hoping that if people had seen that previously and they watch or listen to this, hopefully it makes up or this is where I'm, currently at with the franchise or where my feelings are at with it now. I'm glad we're doing this too. Cause I hadn't really watched any of these again in forever. Like part one, the original again, the, the remake watching it this time was a whole different experience. It's also cause my, I feel like my taste in horror or what I like has definitely changed from even starting the podcast to how I felt about horror as a kid, definitely. And even growing up loving it, it changes. So I definitely think this has a lot to contribute to horror and pop culture, which I'll get to. So you never, you didn't watch army of darkness at all. No, I had seen like scenes from it or pictures from it. And it just did not interest me whatsoever like i thought it was it was going to be goofy which it is goofy and it is yeah over the top and i don't like i wish jess were here because she can explain this way better than i can there's a certain type of humor that i just do not have any tolerance for and i always thought which i still do kind of think that movie falls into that like i again, okay. we, last episode you and i talked about i love comedy i love laughing um but there's just this one it's like slapstick maybe is the right i don't know the word yes. she would know it off the top of her head that i just i cannot stand like I just I don't know what it is. Like I don't find it funny. It's I find it obnoxious, and I I just had always avoided that movie because I thought that's what that entity was. Um, not saying it isn't. I guess I don't want to give too much away, but I I have just I avoided Army of Darkness, even though 
a lot of people love that movie, and a lot, that's a lot of people's favorite in the franchise. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that is where Sam Raimi's direction was headed the entire time. I think there were steps to get to it, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but I, I think that was his vision for the character of Ash. I think that's where he wanted it all to end up. I just, for whatever reason, avoided that movie. Like The cover of it with Ash with no shirt on and the chainsaw arm, I'm just like, I'm not going to be into this. It's like, um, what's the movie, the comedy, uh, something in the Holy Grail? Uh, oh, um, Monty Python. Yeah. Like that. I am yeah. not into that. What I think. Okay. I don't enjoy it. I think it's, I, I cannot get into it. And I put right, wrong or indifferent. I put that in army of darkness, like almost in the same vein. Yeah. I, I would say they're pretty, kind of similar in that kind of humor and weird and even how it looks honestly like visually how it looks but okay so that's interesting to know for everything and I also think this franchise is what obviously put Bruce Campbell out there because it was so cool to see him in the original I'm like oh my god look at him so young and fresh (laughs) and wow because it had been so long and now knowing who he is, he's been in so many things beyond this franchise and to see him all like a baby back then, it's like, Oh, if you only knew, right. It's, <laughs> it's always fun to watch actors in like one of their first roles, which you're saying this one was his first one. I, I believe that. It, and it's like, you sit there going, if you only knew that you were going to be so big now in Hollywood from this little at the time, low budget, even the movie itself, is big now in general and in, in horror, or maybe even pop culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one more thing before we dive into it, um, just to circle back to something you had said, I feel like my, that's why I'm always leery of doing these ranking episodes. I know we got a bunch of them lined up, so buckle up kids. But like, I feel like every year <laughs> my, viewpoints on things change based on because we're constantly especially now we're inundated with information we're inundated with um everything right we're just we have everything at our fingertips and we're getting new movies all the time we're getting new visions we're able to actually with the you know you just have the director's commentary for a movie and you would watch that over top the movie and kind of find out how the where the director was at when they made it reasons they did certain things reason things maybe didn't happen a certain way but now there's hours and hours of interviews and people's minds you find out things that happen with a movie way afterward etc that you know right wrong or indifferent changes the way that i and probably you and other people feel about movies there's new uh products coming out like the halloween we just got three new halloween movies we're mm-hmm. getting new screen movies which ultimately impact your thoughts or feelings on the other movies and those movies age and we continue to get more uh, you know, better technology, the CGI advances, etc. So what I'm saying is, I feel like my, with the exception of probably like my favorite in a franchise or my favorite of a director's, I feel like that's constantly changing. So I feel like when we do is we're hitting a moving target because like we could do the Halloween franchise today and then we could probably do it again in November and a few of them may change for me, right? Like I don't know that my favorite will ever change because it's behind me on the wall, but yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like some of them will move around. So I'm saying when I give this list and probably when you give this list today, that doesn't mean a year and a half from now, they may not change. Right. Agree. Absolutely. Cause I probably would have never done this a year ago if it wasn't for this movie that came out. And just because we're horror fans and this is a great idea. So it's like, Oh, let me, now we get to watch all these movies again. This kind of reminds me of the way the tastes change with movies. Remember when you're a kid, you didn't like a certain food because you're a kid and they say that when you grow up, your taste buds change. Well, it's kind of like that because when I was a kid, I would not eat seafood. I just started like five (laughs) years ago. So weird. And I live in Florida. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Seafood everywhere. And I just started, you know, so. But I do think that's kind of relative to anything, music or TV shows or movies. That's happened to me a lot with music and movies in in particular, where it's like last year, I hated that. I hated that artist. And now all of a sudden, 
Huge fan. Right. Huge fan. So and I think that's okay. I think it's okay to be constantly. I agree that your favorite will always most probably be your favorite no matter what. But everything else kind of moves around this one, though. I was pretty once I finished watching all of them last night. I'm like, yep, I know my order. <laughs> I Unless a new one comes out, I think it's this is it. This is the way I rank it for all this right. franchise anyway. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear your rankings. Let's let's dive into it. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second, starting with number five? Uh, you can go first. You don't like to go first, do you? Well, <laughs> I feel bad going first. It's just like a thing like, is it okay to go first? Of course it is. Would you like to go first? Okay, sure. I'll go first. All right. All right. My number five is Evil Dead 2. Okay. Uh, did not like this one at all. So sorry to anybody who does, or if you liked it, I, this one, like, and I watched it, I watched the original and the second one the same day. So that way I can really see, you know, from beginning to the, the seek to jump to the sequel. And this is where I, the goofiness did start for me more than in the original, but one, it was really irritating me, like the 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 giggling and the sound effects of the what is it, deadite? They're yes. deadites, right? Yep. And she she was really annoying me, and I I don't know, I just didn't connect with part two at all. So yeah, it just hit <laughs> it completely missed the mark for me. And a lot of the movie is centered on Ash, which is fine, but yeah, it was just it, that one just irritated me mm -hmm. a lot because of the sound effects. Um, I mean, I'll say this. All the movies, I did not expect even the one in the 80s to be as gory as they were. OK, so good for them. That's pretty. I mean, I do think all the effects, especially for the 80s, was spectacular and for a low budget that they were able to do it. But yeah, I just I, I do not want to watch this again. <laughs> like. And that's probably why, because I did probably watch this a while ago, but it deleted. Like, I delete stuff. I don't need to keep stuff in my brain. There's only so much room up there, to. you know? You have to, yeah. like your closet, you got to constantly clean it out. Absolutely. You got to donate some information. <laughs> Somebody that's else funny. can have part two. So, so and it's, it's well-rated, so I felt bad. I always feel bad when I see a movie <laughs> well-rated, and I don't uh commit to that same rating but i mean we can't all like everything is my argument and that's okay but uh yeah so that's my number five <laughs> when you said earlier that you couldn't remember if you had seen evil dead 2 or if you'd blocked it out of your memory i was thinking when you were saying that like if you had seen evil dead 2 you probably would have remembered it because it's pretty memorable the things that happen in that movie and yeah to be completely honest, I used to have that same mindset. The first time I went through all this, I think I rated Evil Dead 2 like a, a half a star on Letterboxd. Okay. So I understand okay. where you're coming from. Um, Thank you. But w when <laughs> I get to Evil, Evil Dead 2, I'll, I'll kind of talk about why my mindset on that movie changed because it really did. Okay. It, it did a complete 180. Um, okay. But I'll talk about it when yeah. I get there. But. See, and that, that's an example of what we're saying. The theme of this episode is how things can change. That's true. How we can be, uh, our mindsets can change based on the new information that we have. Absolutely. So my, this is probably going to piss a lot of people off. My number five is the original Evil Dead. Okay. And here's why. And I want to preface this by saying, I feel like the first three movies are one property. Like, I don't think that... Now, I used to think Evil Dead 2 was terrible, and I used to think Army of Darkness. I don't think they're terrible. I can't call them terrible. They're they're not what I look for in a horror movie. They're probably okay. not something that if I want to watch a horror movie, I'm just going to throw on and watch. However, yeah. they do have rewatchability, and there's a, a a progression through each of them that I think you see, and I think that that's not, maybe not the way Sam Raimi had it planned out, but I think it's the way in which he had to go about it to get to where he wanted to be with the storyline. Okay. And what ultimately became his version of, which I think you really see in, in Ash versus the Evil Dead. So, um, which we're not doing Ash versus the Evil Dead, by the way. That's not going to be on here. It's just the movie. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I respect what Evil Dead was. It and I, I think it was. How do I put this? I so with the Evil Dead series, I feel like the Evil Dead, the original, is like the equivalent of somebody's home horror movie they would make now and put on YouTube in order to get funded to make the movie they want to make. So I feel like the Evil Dead original evil dead was Sam Raimi at that time is, was his equivalent to, Hey, here is my project. Here's what I want to do. If I had the money to do it, I can make it. And I think that's what we get with evil dead too, is what he actually wanted to make. I think they took what they had. Mm -hmm. I think he found Bruce Campbell and through that was like, Hey, this guy can actually act. He's actually pretty funny. Um, he is Ash Williams. This uh, Ash, he is the character of Ash essentially. And you, I think you see the full version of it in Evil Dead 2. But again, they ran out of money. They were running around town trying to get money to get this project funded just so they could finish it. I respect everything that went into the making of that movie from the way they were using oatmeal and spaghetti noodles for special effects. And you can see it in the movie. But I have it at number five because I think this, the series, the franchise as a whole, progressed... Um, into what Sam Raimi wanted it to be because of this movie. So for me, I have the original Evil Dead at number five. But again, I don't want people to think that I think that movie sucks because I don't. It's just there's only five spots. That's true. <laughs> so I, I just talked a lot. So I, I don't know if you can process any of that, but I mean, what's your thoughts there? Uh, it's a good segue. I learned that from you. This is a good segue because this is, the original Evil Dead is my number four. I also have it lower. Um, I also respect it because, you know, again, you are it, that that is exactly what it feels like. Like if we made a movie, we posted it on YouTube, somebody fund us so we can make something bigger and better and bolder. Um, but I respect that with what he had, especially at the time when I was a kid, it did scare me significantly. Now, I mean, obviously, I. I can't like it's not it's not scary to me at all, but I can see how at the time it really was something different and something scary to especially at the theater. I'm sure this I think it's from 1981 watching that at the theater in 1981 must have been like, oh, my God, what the <laughs> hell is this? This is insane. Right. Um, But it was it was a little it was cheesy. You know, I had the 80s cheese, the low budget acting, although I thought Ash was fine. Even then, I thought he was fine. And you but you can see them carving it to be silly at the same time. But I like I could take it or leave it. I don't think I would watch this again unless I had to do it for an episode or it's not something I'm going to throw on either for part one or part two. At all, but. I agree. I think it's the stepping stone to get what will we have now and for what he was trying to accomplish. I feel in my, it's strictly my opinion. I feel like the, the original evil dead is like a pretty straightforward, low budget horror movie. Yeah. Um, it differentiates itself from other things going on at the time. The slasher craze was going on with the Halloween's, the Friday, the 13th, the Texas chainsaws, all that stuff was, running rampant, the Freddies, but like it, it did differentiate itself with these demonic entities, this book of the dead, Necronomicon, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it was definitely different, which I think is good. But again, I, I think that it was the project that said, Hey, here is what we have to offer. If we had more money, we could really do something, you know, better or, or different I guess I don't know what the right word would be like but I think you see that with Evil Dead 2 I think that Evil Dead 2 is the movie they wanted to make and Evil Dead was how they got there and it, I mean yeah but I, I don't know I still don't like the second one <laughs> I'm like thinking about it it's just like yeah because it took it amped up everything including like the humor and just I don't know it was crazy but it was not the right of crazy for me i was just it's like what you said it's not my kind of horror movie i'm i like possession as we've mentioned before but for for me part two just it was too much the first one like what i liked too was the i never forgot the woods the when the woman gets yeah what is it penetrated <laughs> by the tree yes 
I never forgot that. Like, that's something I've never forgotten from that movie and the cards. The the scene when she guesses all the cards that they're flipping through. I always found that creepy. That's adding that hint of horror, which for me was still pretty effective, um, which is why it's higher than part two. But even in part one, they they were irritating me with the voices because it's it's low budget. They're doing right. what they can that. Yes, it's like, here's what I can do. Help. So I can make it bigger. <laughs> and they did. And they, and did. they did. And have. So What's your number four? My number four is Army of Darkness. Um, again, I like the direction that it's headed. It is an older movie. I mean, I think this is from the 90s, right? It was like 92 or 90 yeah. something in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that is where Sam Raimi had this whole thing going. And I think that's where it ended up. And I don't, I think without that um, property, you probably don't have Ash versus the evil dead, but I think that that is where they were, were heading again. It, it was very slapstick. It's just not for me. I'm, I don't, it's not one I would just put on and watch. I find it hard to sit through that. Like I understand and respect what they were doing. It's just not my kind of movie. I can see why people like it. Um, I think it's where they dialed it in from Evil Dead 2. Like Evil Dead 2, which I'll talk about when I get to it. But I feel like it's like when you grew up without money and you see with a lot of sports people, right? You see a lot of athletes. Like when they grow up without money and they finally get money, they go crazy, right? Right, right. Yeah. I I feel like that's what happened with Evil Dead 2. It was like we wanted to do all this stuff. Now we have the money to actually do it. And I feel like rather than, you know going into it level head. They're like, we have all this money to spend. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. So then it's like, well, let's make that deer head talk and have this whole scene of all these crazy lamps and things going crazy. Do we need it? No, but can we do it? Yes. Because we came from using oatmeal and all this other crap for special effects. Now we're able to do it. But again, it ramped up even more so with, again, my number four is army of darkness to where they're in a, you know, time travel and all this stuff that, Again, it's a cool concept. I love how they included the comedy with the Deadites, but for me, it's just it's just not my kind of movie. So I have it at number four. Um, I did not this tell this should speak volumes to you. It's the only one I didn't go back and rewatch. So yeah, I I, I honestly thought you were going to say that was number five. So at it, least it's number four. <laughs> I think it used to be number five, but because of the way in which I think the movies progressed, I, I feel like, again, I feel like one and two are almost the same movie. It's basically mm-hmm. all, Evil Dead 2 is a remake of Evil yeah, Dead 1. Pretty much. So I feel like if you take, here's why, okay, full disclosure, here's why Evil Dead went to the bottom is because I feel like if you take that movie out, you still have all of this. Yeah. Yeah. You could still have Evil Dead 2, which would be then be Evil Dead 1, and then you could have still have Army of Darkness, right? Whereas I feel like if you, if, if you went directly from Evil Dead to Army of Darkness, you'd be like, what in the frick right. just happened, right? Agree. Yeah, because even when Evil Dead 2 started, I'm like, am I watching the right movie? Because, I mean, it even it's the same, the exact same thing is happening again. Right. That happened to so us it, when we did. We, yeah. we watched Evil Dead 2 and we were like, what is this? What is going on? Is this the same movie? Which, and again, that's why I think that is the movie he wanted to make. But I'll, I'll digress. I I have to comment that I noticed in the original Evil Dead, the the book, the Book of the Dead. <laughs> yes. Uh, is really small. Like it's significantly like when Ash held it, I'm like, what the hell is that little thing? It looks like the little <laughs> notebook you put like if you were a detective and took it out to write notes. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes portfolio. Like, oh, let me check out my notebook and write some notes. I'm like, what? Uh, that's it? That's hilarious. What the hell is that? Thank God they improved that shit. See, bigger and better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was my one, like, I have to bring that up. Did anyone <laughs> notice that? Like, they really upgraded the book. <laughs> they they upgraded everything in Evil Dead well, too, right? Like, yeah. they went for it. Yeah. But that was when I was like, okay. Looks like a toy. Literally. It which it, it probably was. They probably yeah. got it out of a gumball machine. They're like, we need probably. a book. <laughs> probably. Uh, so is it number, number three time? Number three time. Number three for me is Evil Dead Rise. Ooh. Yes. So I guess you can kind of guess where 
where we're going from here. <laughs> this was, I mean, the top three are, I mean, for me, they're all pretty even, except for one. And uh, because I really enjoyed my top three, this one, you know, we just reviewed it on an episode here. And um, this one was a great one to watch in the theater for the sound design. It was scary. Well, I would say jump scares, but the trailer did kind of give it away. But I thought it was the mix of, well, it's actually more serious with less funny going on. Um, but I don't mind that. This is this is kind of the mix I like is that it's mostly dark with some comedy to give you that little relief or the homages to the original where you're like, oh, I see it. <laughs> I see it. I would love to watch this again to see if there's more since I just saw the whole thing again. Right. Cool. But it's a great one. It It was a little tough, but Again, because I watched one last night, I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm done. I know what my <laughs> what my top three are." <laughs> so <laughs> they wore you out. Evil Dead wore you out. Nah, it was it it was actually a lot of fun because I since I didn't remember if I watched part two or not, I don't remember how Ash got to Army of Darkness. I'm like, how did we go from the woods to medieval times? So I'm glad to have put those pieces together. If not, I'd be like. I don't know how the hell that ended up there. I didn't right. remember. So. I got you. I got you. Evil Dead Rise. Interesting. Very mm-hmm. interesting. I agree with your comment, though. It is, it's like Betty Alvarez's version is, there's a little bit of comedy, but again, I, I rewatched it this morning, so, and not really. There's, I mean, if you look for it, it's there. Or if you have like a yeah. really twisted sense of humor like I have, you laugh at certain things like when she's in the basement and she says what she says to her brother. And I, yeah. I think that's funny. I can say other people wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but evil dead rise really, it, I think it was a good mixture of what Fetty Alvarez did with the tension mm-hmm. and the terror. Also a great straight light run song, by the way. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and what they did with the originals and kind of mix that together with not as much comedy, but I think that if they, with as dark as that, Evil Dead Rise is if they added more comedy to it than is in it, I think it would have got weird. Yeah, because of the tone. Like you can't yeah. I at, at least in my mind, I don't I mean, you'd have to do it really well. Like how do you take this very serious horror movie and add like an army or even an Evil Dead 2 comedy in there like can you imagine the what is it the I was going to say the turtle. Oh my god, the reindeer head <laughs> looking <laughs> I mean, looking and being silly like that in Evil Dead Rise, it just doesn't fit into what the movie is. And I like this version that they're creating since the 2013 one. It's I like this, the tone that it's going. This is what I thought Evil Dead should be with even less comedy. But I'll contradict everything in a (laughs) few minutes here. (laughs) I can see that's where it's headed, but... Yeah, it's all good. That's all right. Well, my number three, which we've talked about it a bunch already, is Evil Dead 2. So you can probably see where my numbers are, are headed here. Yes. But um, yeah. <laughs> again, I used to have this thing ranked like a half a star on Letterboxd. I like watched it, and I remember watching it while I was um, on the exercise bike one day, because that's what I was, I was watching it on there. And I was like what is this? Like I watched <laughs> yeah. Fetty Alvarez's Evil Dead. I went back and watched the original Evil Dead and then this thing. I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? Like the beginning of it basically yeah. re... It, it honestly, it kind of takes the Evil Dead and throws it to the wayside, right? Because it's pretty much... They redo the whole beginning of it. But I also yeah. feel like if you hadn't seen the Evil Dead, you just jumped right into Evil Dead 2. You might be like, what? Because it's like a fast-forwarded version of the original movie. Yeah. And then you get into all of the <laughs> effects and all of the... Um, Hand-cutting. I think everything that they wanted to do with Evil Dead they did, that they didn't have the budget for, it's like they got all the they got enough money to do what they wanted to do, and they just went overboard with it. But at the same time, I think that version is what has projected 
Bruce Campbell into the spotlight with that Ash character. Because I feel like if you don't have Evil Dead 2, you don't have Army of Darkness. You probably mm-hmm. likely don't have Ash versus Evil Dead. That's where you really got that that really... It's where you get all the catchphrases. All the Ash catchphrases come from Evil Dead 2. That's where you get a lot of the, the goofiness that comes with it. And yeah. I just couldn't put Evil Dead or Army of Darkness above this because I feel like this is the foundation for what Evil Dead has become. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, you. it's great. It's a great point because without this, you don't have his missing hand. So now he has a chainsaw hand, so to speak, right? Right. He has a shotgun because of this movie, the catchphrase. It, you, you create Ash in part two, not really part one. Right. Because part one is more about almost everybody and mostly the girl in the basement and fighting this thing off. This one is really centering about around him. So I agree. Yeah, it's a, see, it's a great point. This is what happens when you talk about it. Then it kind of makes more sense right. for that movie. So, so, I mean, that's why I have it at number three. Um, I, obviously, Evil Dead Rise, Evil Dead 2013 are going to be one or two. We'll see when we get there. But like that is more my type of horror. That's the Evil Dead that I like and love. So I kind of kept these three together. I almost look at these as two separate properties. You have the newer versions versus the older versions. So... You know, Evil Dead at five, Army of Darks at four, Evil Dead two at three. That's how I would rate that trilogy, and then we'll see where the new ones are at. But like for me, I really like where the new stuff's headed. No offense, again, we wouldn't have these new properties without the old ones. So I mean, we ton of respect to them, and it's just crazy. Again, that's kind of why I prefaced the entire episode by saying like my preferences change uh, for this stuff as new stuff comes out because I feel like the new movies have made me appreciate. The older ones, especially Evil Dead 2, more than I had before. Because before I just thought it was these stupid low-budget movies that got thrown together and shock yeah. and awe. But I think there was a progression through all of those movies that got us to where we're at now. So again, mad respect to Evil Dead 2 because I think it set the foundation for who Ash is. And I think because of Ash being such a big character having all those traits, having all those catchphrases, having the chainsaw arm, having the shotgun, his boomstick, you know what I mean? Like because of all that stuff that projected evil dead into what it is now and why you can even have, you've seen the conversations of they wanted to do Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Like they wanted to do another one and have Ash involved. So that just speaks volumes to that character and how popular he has become. And again, without evil dead Two, you don't have that character. So, I talk a lot, dude. It's passion. <laughs> it's passion. <laughs> and and they competed because this uh, part two, I believe, is 87 or around there. You're also competing with the 80s slasher at the time. Mm-hmm. So this was and you mentioned it earlier. It's very different. And then to do come in and do a part two to make it bigger, better and really lay a foundation for this series and other horror later on for sure and you know making bruce campbell rise to the top because now yes you are putting ash's character in league with a jason a michael you know all these other big name slashers but this guy's dealing with demons like that's a lot worse technically (laughs) i think so i agree yeah yeah 100 percent. i respect i i respect it for sure i mean i wouldn't be able to make these movies either way so i will always just on that like it's just it is res- it's respect down to even the makeup because even in the original and in part two the makeup i think is really well done because that's all practical and you can see the work that went into that absolutely and i think that's why it continues to again you can tell it's low budget but it doesn't look as bad as if they tried to cgi everything right because right you can even see that now a movie was made 10 years ago doesn't look good because cgi has advanced so much whereas when you do it practically it it tends to age better which these movies you know in my opinion oh yeah the exception of a few shots have have aged decently yeah it has there's somewhere like because they focus a lot on hands in the original a lot clearly but and that's where you can see where okay you can maybe it's a glove or some kind of latex thing but it's great because it's still something that you put a lot of work into and didn't go to a computer and i really liked i noticed it in the first one in the original how i mean obviously it's a film camera right so you can see like 
stain yes. on the film. I'm like, oh my God, even that, like, did you buy like a, a cheap film because you don't have money and you still made this happen, but you can see it. And it's, I think it's cool. Cause it's like, you don't have that anymore. Now we have four, five, <laughs> 10 K out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they have filters to make it look like that. Right. Exactly. Like- right. 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 So I agree. Mad respect to the OGs. See, you, you're talking me into it. What can I say? Hmm. We're at number two, right? This number is our two. top two. This is it. The top two. Are you ready? I can't wait. <laughs> I'm just sitting here holding my breath. Number two is Army of Darkness. Oh, thank God. I know. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we I'd have hung out at the end of the call. And meeting now. <laughs> yes. No. Um all right, so I I am not a fan of the slapstick comedy either. Um I always compare it to I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but Adam Sandler, the movies that I don't like, like Zohan or trying to think of another Jack one. Jack and Jill. Uh, that's not for me. Yeah. Like those are comedies that I'm like, I'm that's no. So this one really surprised me, but I I've seen this one a few times and it's also nostalgia. Cause my dad really likes this movie and he's the one who introduced me. He's like, Oh, you got to watch this. It's <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, oh, okay. And I mean, it's not even a horror movie. It's just like, it's so silly yeah. that the deadites in this, you're like, Okay, I mean, it just turned around and made fun of itself in a 360. But I I really enjoyed it because it's also Ash, obviously 1990, whatever Ash in 1600 in the past. And he's here. This is my boomstick. And all these people are like, what is that? And the chainsaw hand and some of the stuff he says, I was dying last night. This is the one I watched last night and I hadn't seen it in a while. I'm like, this is still amazing and he has a lot of silly lines in there like so oh mr Fa- uh fancy pants i'm like it's so simple but it's his delivery and he created like the ash attitude even more right in army of darkness so i i really like this one it's it it cracked me up it was the right kind of silly even though i'm not into that kind of silly um but i think that's where we were going was to end up at this point. And then I have, like I said, the nostalgia factor, but yeah, that's why Army of Darkness is my number two. I don't hate it. If it was number one, I might, no, I'm just kidding. It's your list. It's your opinion. We're all different. (laughs) It wasn't number one though, so I'm saved. (laughs) If we were all the same, the world would be a very boring place. That's what I tell the girls. So, um, (laughs) I don't hate it, dude. I respect. I didn't realize that your dad introduced you to it, so that even adds a whole nother element to it. Oh yeah, he, he and I have seen it. Like it's he and I have like a few movies together. I know this is one of them, and it's just like it's so random. But he loves it. Anytime Ash, like there's one line where he's when he tells the main girl, "Oh, first you want to kill me, now you want to kiss me." Blow, like. <laughs> He dies every time. So when I saw that, I just, you know, I put the memory together because it now that I'm older, it's also funnier because I yeah. get like the other jokes and it's just it's a fun movie. That one you really have to go in based on the cover as well. You have to go in thinking, OK, I'm here to have a good time. This is going to be silly. It's not evil dead per se. Right. And just have fun with it. That's the best advice to give anyone who hasn't seen it. Because it's over the top, silly, dumb, but it's perfect at the same time. Well, again, I think it's where the vision was headed from the beginning. Yeah. Maybe not like he was like, hey, we got to get Ash in, you know, this 1300 AD or whatever. But like, I think yeah. that was where this whole thing was headed. So no, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> What's your number two? I have a guess, but I could be wrong. Do you want to take a guess? Is it Evil Dead Rise? My number two is Evil Dead Rise. Really? Okay. (laughs) It's like, real? No. Evil Dead Rise. Dude, I loved this movie. Um, Okay. 
I think it did a great job. I've already said this of mixing what Fetty Alvarez did in 2013 and some of the slapsticky comedy, like with the eyeball, with some of the stuff the mom says. Um, But I also like that they made it their own by taking it out of the woods, taking it away from the cabin. They made you still have that same feeling of being in that small cabin, but like in a modern day. Modern apartment so i think they did a great job of doing that whereas in 2013 they stuck to the script as i would as i usually say they 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 stuck to the script versus what they did with this they made it their own while still being um respectful of the original property so i just liked it i thought they did a great job with the gore with the comedy and with just the tension in the movie um yeah we talked about it on the episode. I really wish they didn't give so much away in the trailer, but it didn't like if, if I was going to rate it a four and a half, like, and I wouldn't deter it for you. And I like the score, right? Like, and I saw the trailer and then I went in without seeing the trailer. I, I'm not saying I would have rated it a five just because you know what I mean? Like, I don't think my rating would have changed it all for it. So I think that speaks volumes. There's a lot of movies like smile, for instance, where they gave most of the scares away in the trailer and you already knew it was going to happen. I really feel like that hurt that movie versus this. It really didn't impact it that much, I guess. So I don't know. And I'm anxious to see where they're taking it. So for that, that also gives it points for me. Um, But just to be completely honest, I'm usually not a fan of older type horror movies. Um, it's just for whatever reason, they're not my gig. And uh, so that probably also plays into this. But I really like what they did with the Evil Dead Rise. I'm anxious to see where they take it. It is my number two. I'm anxious, too, because they did leave it open for more. So right. hopefully, I mean, it was successful. So that always means that there's going to be more. And I like that it's going in this tone. They're keeping it in this tone, which makes me more excited instead of going into that silly yeah no army of darkness is number two but you know it was for the time for the situation of that movie it works but i don't think that would work now in this version of it i agree i think they did it perfectly like i said they added some yeah. comedy to it but not where it was over the top um i think they they sprinkled it in sprinkled it in how it should be and i think that tonally it matches with what they did with the Fetty Al- Alvarez version. I feel like those two movies are in the same vein. Um, it's yeah. just that one hits a little harder. So, Which then brings us to number one, which we both agree <laughs> on. So that's great. <laughs> We're not that agree, is- but we both have the same one as number one. We do. You want to tell the kids what it is? Oh, of course. It's Evil Dead remake from 2013, we think. Pretty we, sure it is. We're pretty sure. You pretty know. sure. What's a year amongst friends? So, right. So this movie, like I said, the only time I had watched it was in the theater when it came out. Didn't remember how I felt about it. I kind of felt like I left indifferent. That was my feeling at the time. But when I watched this the other night, I made sure to watch it at night. Oh, my God. I I jumped. I was actually <laughs> scared. The sound design on this one, too, was amazing. Even with my TV, just having it on at home, I had to like lower it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's too loud. (laughs) Calm down. Stop it. (laughs) But this one, like there was imagery in this that even though the makeup wasn't too distorted, it was the way uh, you would get looked at by the deadites or the the possessed humans whatever they just had this lingering and sometimes it's all about that for me too how long the character lingers looking at you that makes you really uncomfortable and there was that in this movie the visuals uh i do like the story of this they changed it a little bit by or a lot actually by adding that we're here to take care of a what is it withdrawal yes detoxing character right. right Which was cool because then you're like adding that in, which was a different take instead of just some friends going out into the woods. Like they added something more to this and the brother relationship, the friendships, you know, there was the 
tension between the brother and like an old best friend is what I gathered. Um, bloody. <laughs> I mean, like I said, n- none of these movies are short of blood, except maybe Army of Darkness wasn't as, but all of them. But I, the rain at the end, the when she gets her hand stuck under <laughs> the car, I was like. I, I was literally like holding my hand, yeah. like feeling it. I'm like, oh my God, that's terrible. I would probably have to do the same thing to she live. She just pulls it out, dude. Can you imagine? Oh, that would terrible. be great. Such a good, oh. arguably one of the best scenes in the movie. And there are a ton of them in the movie, but that's hard yeah. to watch. That was bad. I was like, ooh. Mm. And then they like really show it. Like they're not shy. They show like all the. Did you watch okay. the unrated version or the rated version? Unrated. Yeah, yeah, so did I, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's brilliant. I I mean, like I said, it, it scared me, which was great because it's hard to do now. Like, even though I'm a classic chicken, like, sometimes <laughs> it's, it's hard for things to affect me to a certain point. And this one, like, stayed with me after I watched it. I'm like, oh, man, that was really... That's when I text you, I'm like, okay... This movie's amazing. That's all I'm going to say for now because I wanted to blurt it out here because it, it was so good. It really is. I love the, I love the movie as a whole. I think the movie is absolutely perfect. It's a great movie. It's I think that it paid homage to the originals while also making it its own. And I think yeah. what's really scary about this movie is I feel free to disagree if you want, but I feel like the original trilogy is really unbelievable. Even evil the original yeah. Evil Dead where it's not all goofy like it's still mildly unbelievable that this stuff is happening. Whereas you take what's going on in, in Fetty Alvarez's version in 2013 with they they brought her out to the middle of nowhere to detox. This isn't her first time doing this. They have a nurse there and she tells them that she's done this before. It's going to take three days about after about eight hours, she's going to want to tap out and leave and yeah. she's going to be going and you see her out there in the rain before anything mm-hmm. has even happened and she's pacing around, and that's her detox, pacing around in the rain. She's hurting, miserable, wants to leave. So it that element, and Jane Levy, is, her acting in this is phenomenal, too. She is so good as the character of Mia and as the deadite that possesses Mia because she plays both. And yeah. she just crushes it from from an acting, from a, a you know an acting standpoint. But the fact that he's able to mix that these people aren't believing anything she's saying, but he's given them a reason not to, right? Not just because they found this book in the basement and this record played or Eric, the character of Eric reads this passage and then all this stuff starts happening. Like, and the way in which they mix the way she's acting once possessed and relay, like it's, it's very relative to how somebody acts when they are detoxing. So it's, you can see why these people wouldn't believe what's going on. But then I also feel like because that part of it's so realistic, they had to amp up the deadites when they are actually doing things like the glass where she cuts a smile into her face, where she burns herself with the hot water, where she cuts her arm off with the meat, uh, the electric meat knife. Like they had to ramp all of that up the nail gun scene, which is ridiculous. Like they had to ramp all of this up because in a normal movie, just her acting like that would have been enough for them to think she was crazy. But because they've added this element of her detoxing from drugs, like they had, they had to ramp it up. And I just love the way that the movie progresses. It tells a great story. It's a believable story right up until the possession stuff. Right. But like, yeah, it's just, it's there. I can't think of anything that the movie does wrong. I, I can't either. I, that's what I liked the most about it was because of the way she was acting on withdrawal, they're all thinking, yeah, that's just the typical response. So it makes a great segue for this evil to come in and take advantage of the situation, which is always the quote unquote reason why it also happens with possession. It's you're the weaker link because something is weak. And in her case, it's because she's going through withdrawal. So it was like the two, one plus one equals two, right? She's going through withdrawal. This guy read all these passages. Your friends aren't going to believe you. So (laughs) here we go. And yes, the nail, everything that having to cut off your own hand. You know, when she was doing that, I sat there. I don't know if this happens to you. Please 
don't think I'm strange. But when I see <laughs> scenes like that, I'm like, would I be able to do that mm, to I, survive? I think and about that Still frequently. not survive, but... There's this scene in Saw, and I cannot remember which Saw movie it is, but um, in order to get like through to the next level of this game, they have to uh, cut pieces of their body off or drain blood out of their arm. And once it hits a certain like weight... I think I remember that one. Unlocks it. And I'm always thinking, yeah. I'm like, could I do that? Like, but I feel like the adrenaline would be so high. And I don't know. Like the, the meat scene where she uses the meat thing to cut her arm off and she's like, I have to cut it off. And the, the brilliant thing about that scene is she gets bit like on her lower arm. So like her thinking isn't unreasonable, right? Like I have to cut right. out the infection before or the, the evil before it goes up my arm and, and takes over my whole body. That would make sense. Right. Yeah. But then Mia, the character of Mia possessed is in the basement watching and she's like agging her on by saying, don't I do know. it. Right. Cause so she wants her yeah. to do it. So she's saying, don't do it. Don't do it. No, don't cut. You know what I mean? Dude, it's yeah. just, and that could be easily be overlooked, right? Because if you can't stomach that and you look away, you wouldn't see me and the character of Mia Jane Levy doing that. But like the way she acts in that movie as again, as the detoxing uh, Mia and as the deadite Mia, it's like, I, again, she should have won an award for it. Like it's the performance is that good. Agree. But as usual, here we are. Horror always gets, overlooked and i think horror is one of those genres that the actors have to put a lot of work in especially in roles like this where you're playing two different characters like mia goth in x for example as well that takes not only transformation physically but mentally how the character is and it's just a shame that it always gets overlooked because i still think horror is tainted with what people always thought of horror like Kind of like an ex. Oh, you're making like uh not a snuff film, but I don't know what the right word is, but like a forbidden film. Like right. this shouldn't be seen, right? I mean, that's what horror is, but I feel like it's starting to change. Hopefully it'll continue that way. But it'd be nice if horror would win once in a while. They deserve it. There's cool effects in horror, makeup, and definitely acting. And this this girl scared me. She really <laughs> scared me. And there was a scene towards the end where the friend comes back. His name was Eric, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's the way this is where I meant where he stares at you because he's looking at the camera. So it's looking at you, the viewer. And I'm like, stop looking at me, man. <laughs> I didn't I didn't call this book upon myself. Go away. <laughs> you the, know? the funny thing to me is like, so as nasty as the scene is where the girl cuts her arm off with the the. Uh, electric knife or as nasty as the scene is where uh, Jane Levy has to pull her arm off out from under that car. The one that got me this time was the needle scene where she's the friend, the nurse is stabbing Eric in the face with the needle. Yeah. Because it would needle dude. It would hurt, but it's, it's so small that it like, wouldn't, it's not like you're stabbing with a knife, right? So right. it's like you're getting that impact. I don't know. It, was just like, it really got to me. I don't know why normally it wouldn't, but like that scene, which is hilarious because the other ones are arguably much worse. Yeah, but, but it's the way because it was here, like on under his eye and the cheek is where it ended up. Yes, and it's just like uh, that. And then the nail gun scene. I do. The movie is relentless, honestly. And it is. And loud. And loud. Very loud. And I also forgot, you and I had a conversation because I, it was during maybe the Evil Dead Rise um, episode. I said, Mia, I almost said Mia Goth. Her name is Mia <laughs> in the movie. Jane Levy's yeah. character is possessed and then somehow comes back. I forgot that the brother read the book that oh, okay. if she dies, he can bring her back, right? And he got, which again, comes around full circle. This is the, the genius storytelling in this movie. He realized that because she had died before. She had she had overdosed mm. and died. And they said, I forget how long she was dead for, but they were actually able to that's bring right. her back. So that's how he got the idea that, well, if she dies, which is why he yes. suffocates her. He doesn't burn her. He doesn't um, dismember uh, her. Dismember, yeah. He, he 
suffocates her, buries her. So I think that was one of the things you could bury them. You could bury them, and then he yeah. brings her back with the car battery and shocks her back to life, which is how she ultimately is unpossessed. Right. Um, which I think is a cool, another cool element of the movie, but also it allows her to continue on. Um, I yeah. have a question for you because you brought this up, so it made me think of it, dude. I think for the if if they don't use the same actors from either thirteen or Evil Dead Rise, and they go a completely different direction with the next one, could you imagine Mia Goth in in an Evil Dead movie? Oh, she'd be badass. In this. Can you imagine both of them together? Like if somehow Mia's like, oh, let me go recruit the Mia Goth. And now we're pow- where they're like the new Ash in, in a way in this version, not Ash per se, but like something along those lines. That would be a power power duo there. Just seeing Mia Goth, like seeing Jane Levy yeah. portray this character of Mia, it was like, imagine Mia Goth doing that same thing, but a different yeah. character, obviously. But like. Oh, she'd kill it. No I think so intended, too. Cause but. she's wild, dude. She, she's creepy. She is. I, no offense, but she's kind of, she has like a, a face that, I mean, or maybe it's because of the roles that she's been in. Like she just has this face where I'm like, mm. like it's suspect in a way, even her <laughs> resting sus. It's a little sus, but it's perfect because she she has a creepy look. It could also just be, like I said, since all her roles have been unnerved and a little cray, yeah. then, you know, that's what I'm used to seeing. I did want to mention that since watching this version, it's now made me excited for Fetty Alvarez's Alien. Okay. Because... I didn't remember, like I said, I didn't remember this, but now seeing this, I'm like, oh, because he's working on it. Saw an article somewhere recently. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm behind this now. <laughs> Did you like I, the new Texas Chainsaw movie? Which one? The one that came out last year? Yeah, the one on Netflix. That was also a Fetty Alvarez movie. Oh, I didn't like that one. Okay. See, I did. But that's I, okay. I didn't at first. Right. The first time I watched it, I was like, what is this? Then I watched it again. Because again, I think I've talked about this a hundred thousand times. This happens all the time. I watch something and I'm like, what yeah. was that? And then I watched it again and I, I like it a lot. That yeah. was another one of those. Um, okay. But yeah, that was, I was hoping that that movie was more like, and I think if you thinking about it now, having just watched evil dead again, I can see the similarities in that movie. I know. I don't think he directed text chance. I think he was just producer on it. I think, Hmm. um, but he's gory. (laughs) I mean, you can see his, his, um, his touchings on that movie. So, but you can, I can kind of see where those two movies are kind of, you can definitely tell that they're Fetty Alvarez properties, but uh, I'm not a huge space guy, but I, I'll watch a Fetty Alvarez movie of Aliens, so I'll, I'll definitely check it out. But seeing how dark, like, because uh, that's the other thing. This one's very dark. This version of Evil Dead is the darkest, I would say, out of the fran in the franchise, mm-hmm. and dark in everything. Not just how the tone, but even like the movie was had this like dark hue going on. So I thought about it. Ooh, for Alien, that's perfect. It's like. You need that darkness in space and then just his touch of darkness as well in the tone. Now I can like I'm more open to seeing that one. That's exciting. There you go. That's all it took was a little evil dead action and you were in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do a rundown. I'll, since I went second, I will go first at this. So starting with number five, I have evil dead. The original number four is army of darkness. Number three is Evil Dead 2. Number two, Evil Dead Rise. And my favorite Evil Dead movie is Evil Dead, Betty Alvarez version with the one and only Jane Levy. Thank you, thank you. My rundown is number five, we've got Evil Dead 2. Number four, the original Evil Dead. Number three, Evil Dead Rise. Number two, Army of Darkness. And number one, Evil Dead remake. Amazing. Scared me. Good stuff. Agreed. Agreed. You know, we at least we agreed on one thing, right? We did. We did. Is that the only one we matched? I yeah, so. I think so. 
Yeah, That's we okay. were close. We were close on some, but you know what? That's what makes yep. it interesting. And you snuck Army of Darkness in there at number two. I didn't even argue with you. You did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I was like, bad. this is going to throw him off, but that's what's fun. That it is. I'm excited to see what they do with this. Um, I have a newfound respect for it. If somebody were to go back and listen to those other Evil Dead episodes I did years ago, I probably talked a lot of crap about the Evil Dead and how I didn't like them. They were dumb. Um, this is a full circle. You can see people change. Come on. You see? You can change. You can. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about Evil Dead before we get out of here? Uh, same. I'm excited. I hope it continues on this dark route. And uh, Evil Dead remake. That's that's rewatchable. It's good stuff. That scared me. is rewatchable. It is. It is. Every day. I think we should watch it every day. It'd probably be very depressing if we did. Probably. Probably. Yeah, but, eh, that's all right. Well, I have great news. I am going to do some patron shout outs before we wrap it up and get out of here. We have two new patron members. We have Zach F and Matt B. They are getting hours, hours of bonus content. They're getting HMC podcast commentary episodes that only patron members get. They get every episode early and they get first dibs and first access to the new HMC merch. So, I want to say a big thank you to those guys for giving us their hard-earned money just to listen to us talk. Woohoo! Congrats, man. Yeah, my face is all red. Look, I'm running out of wind. Let's see if I can do this in one breath. Ready? Thank you to Matt B., Zach F., Rosalind, Vicky D., Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D., Felicia Connor from Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, <gasps> Caitlin, Ashley V., the original patron crewbies, Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street, and my lovely mother, Nana Stevie Nicks. That concludes Evil Dead, our top five ranking. Our next one is going to be Scream. Ooh. I know. It's going to be a scream. Get it? Ah. We're, ah. <laughs> we're out of here. Bye. Bye. Bye.